Welcome to Fintech Impact. This podcast is an exploration of the financial technology world, interviewing different fintech entrepreneurs about what they do, their story, and what their impact is on consumers, incumbents, and the industry as a whole. Here's your host, award-winning financial planner, university lecturer, and writer, Jason Pereira. Hello, and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Melissa Best, CEO and founder of Quick Estate. Quick Estate is an online platform that enables the collection and storage of estate-related data so that at the time of death, the executor of the estate will have a much easier and smooth and cost-efficient way of settling the estate. And with that, here's my interview with Melissa. So hello, Melissa. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you for making the time. So Melissa, best of Quick Estates, please tell us about Quick Estates. Well, Quick Estate is a tool that disrupts the estate space for advisors and for their clients. It's a tool that allows clients to organize their affairs before tragedy strikes. And then on death, all of the data collected in the organizer transforms into an estate executor toolkit to make the executor's job faster, easier, and cheaper with far less risk of family conflict and litigation. Okay. So we're going to unpack what that means shortly, but can you give me your history and tell me what it was that drove you to uh, start Quick Estates? Sure. I spent 32 years as a money manager. My most recent positions were at Maurer Investment Management and Phillips Hager North Investment Management. But very early in my career, I was a portfolio manager at Royal Trust. And I had to learn all about the estate and trust world at that point because I was managing money for high net worth clients as well as the trusts and estates where the trust company was acting as executor, co-executor. So I got to learn a lot about that business. And as I went through my career as a money manager, I did as much estate work as I could because I enjoyed it. It's more complex. But I saw how many families just went through this painful, painful estate settlement process process. And it was taking forever. Lawyers and trust companies were charging a fortune. And then there's the family friction, which is more often than than not ripping families apart permanently. And I just thought there has to be another way to do this because the whole estate settlement process is not that complicated. It's just a long list of simple admin tasks. So I really felt with do-it-yourself technology, I could disrupt that space and create a better experience for clients as they build estates and for families on the loss of a loved one. Excellent. So let's start unpacking that now. So essentially, let's address what the challenge, what it is you guys do from the client standpoint? What do you provide that enables their lives? Well, most clients name a child often or a relative as their executor. And that person may have zero experience in the estate world. It's quite frequent. Or might be in a different province or, you know, not even have the ability, maybe a terrible record keeper. I've seen that problem too. Well, you're absolutely right. Or to keep peace in the family, mom or dad will name all three children, two of whom don't even get along and may live in different provinces or even in a different country, which has its own set of complexity. (laughs) Yeah. So what we've seen as the population ages is that advisors are fielding more and more questions from clients who are dealing with elderly parents 
who are suddenly recognizing their own mortality at middle age as maybe one of their friends who's 55 drops dead of a heart attack. And those that suddenly find themselves in the role of executor with no idea where to start. So Quick Estate helps with all of those situations and is very useful in the advisor's process at the same time. It's interesting. I've, the number of times I've seen people fight it out with the other beneficiaries over who gonna be, who's going to be the executor. And every time I see that, I think to myself, what is wrong with you people? This is not an honor. This is a very, very tedious job. <laughs> like it's and, and not a great paying one necessarily, depending on the size of the estate. So it's quite shocking to me. So to date, you've seen to be marketing. What's your marketing been targeted? I know you're targeted advisors and lawyers. Are you, are you targeting directly to the client as well? Or is it just professionals at this point? So far, we're just targeting to professionals. We are considering um, entering the direct to consumer space, but we feel that our tool is best implemented by an advisor who can properly explain all the benefits of getting organized and incorporate the data in their tax, financial planning, or estate planning process, and also provide some assistance if the client dies. So right now, we're just mainly selling it to financial advisors. So to date, what's the response from them, Ben? It's been great. I'm pleased to tell you that everything that I wanted Quick Estate to do for a client, number one on the list, delivering enduring peace of mind because they've got their information and all their important stuff organized. And also for the advisor to cement relationships with those clients, get their eyes on the bigger picture so they can really provide holistic and complete planning opportunities. And to also develop relationships with the entire family so that suddenly these advisors are taking a more north to south approach within the family rather than having to prospect on an east to west basis which as you know is super challenging these days within a very commoditized business well, and they've been talking about people have been talking about the giant wealth transfer that's coming and you know how we need to work better collaboration with the entire family and you know this is a wonderful tool for enabling that so let's go through the general experience of what it is to work on quick estate so i as an advisor want to push out this solution to my client what does that look like well a lot of it involves at the beginning education of the client and mainly to inform the client about what it's going to take to settle their estate. And this is why the advisor plays such a key role because the average person, unless they've been an executor or they've been involved in a miserable estate, really has no idea what they're getting into. And, and the ones who have never want to do it again. That's <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the correct answer to will you be my executive is no, absolutely not. Get someone who's better suited to do this other than someone who's going to hate you for it afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, who do clients turn to if mom or dad suddenly passes away? Chances are they're going to phone you. Yep. as an advisor and say, hey, I'm just named executor on my dad's estate and I have no idea what to do and I need your help. So you're a busy guy and your expertise is not in estate settlement. You want to help. You want to do what you can for a, a valuable family. But there's a limit to what you can do in terms of being licensed and in terms of the time that you have to help them out. So the first part of your job in acquainting a client with the benefits of Quick Estate is to say, do you have any idea 
how much time, work, and responsibility is involved with your estate. And most of them don't. So you have to explain the, um, the amount of time. Most estates take minimum two years to settle. That's getting off easy on the time. The money involved. If you show up at a lawyer's office or an accountant's office disorganized, they're going to be ringing the till. Mm -hmm. And the good estate lawyers these days that have the experience that you want are charging $500 an hour. And a lot of them will charge that rate to phone Ontario Hydro and tell them to turn off the power. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the work, other than legal or contentious or complicated states, is really just basic admin work. And the trust companies would be in the same boat as that. So you need to inform the client about the cost of settling an estate and how much can be saved if all the information is organized at the outset. The second, the third element is the complexity. As we mentioned earlier, most people have no idea where to start, and it's not that difficult, but they need a roadmap, they need step-by-step -step information on every asset and every debt that they have to deal with because managing the money is the executor's most important job. The last thing is preventing conflict amongst family members. And advisors should be stepping in and saying, well, do you think you chose the right people to be your executors, to your point earlier? And, you know, what is their level of knowledge, organization, admin skills, just making sure that the right person or people are in place and cautioning them about the fact that most executors have no idea where to start. So if my dad passes away suddenly and I'm a busy professional with a wife who works and kids that are in soccer and hockey, the estate's going to get pushed aside. So the two primary problems for executors are not knowing where to start and procrastination. And of course, while I'm trying to figure out my own life and make space to be my dad's executor, my siblings are on the phone saying, hey, Melissa, how's it going with dad's estate? Oh, by the way, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, where's my money? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What do you mean you want compensation for this? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so it's... the key elements for an advisor to explain are the time, the cost, the complexity, and the potential for family conflict. Okay. So let's say I do that, explain to my client, they, they see your solution, they want to implement, what's involved, what's the next step? Well, there's two options for advisors. One thing I've learned in the last few years, and you would know this well, is that advisors offer, they operate very differently in terms of the advice they offer, how they get paid, et cetera, et cetera. Level of service, uh, number of clients, any number of issues, yeah. Right, right. So um, when we first started, we only offered it as a do-it-yourself option. So you would buy a license and you or your assistants would work with your client to gather the data, get it all into the application, and then review it every year or two. So there is some work up front and not every advisor has the administrative support to do that. Mm -hmm. So we've created a new option, which we call concierge service. And that's where Quick Estate acts as a backroom administrative partner to the advisor. So in that case, you would phone me and say, you know, I've got this client, Bob Smith, 
who really needs quick estate, but it's RSP season, can't do it right now. I'd like him to be concierge. So yep. we said, okay, great. Tell us a bit about Bob. And then our security checked trust officers get in touch with Bob and they basically run him through the data collection process. And those gals do nothing but collect data. They're not answering phones, setting up meetings, trying to keep up with you, Jason. <laughs> so, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a very focused activity and we've really got it down to a science. So we can usually collect most of the data in three or four calls. And in that case, the client pays quick estate directly and the advisor gets referral compensation if they prefer to do the do-it-yourself method. And they may with certain valuable clients. It's not really an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. You may wish to do it yourself for some clients, but concierge others. In that case, you would charge the client for your time for data collection, if you can, according to your compliance and compensation rules. So basically what you've done is created a much more sophisticated estate questionnaire, essentially, when a a pre-death estate questionnaire. That's just the first, you know, the data collection is the first part. Of course, it's the most important part because that is the biggest uh, hurdle when someone passes away and hasn't organized themselves. I always, you know, I always retell this story of this this client I had early on who, when he passed away, took over a year to settle his policy because he just kept on looking at statements and throwing them away. And when he died, no one knew what anything was. So now that we have this all in one place and that's not going to be a problem, tell me what happens next. So, you know, we've got to update this on a regular basis whenever something changes, but what happens when that person passes away? That's a good question. So I'm just going to step back first and just mention what kind of data we collect because sure. it's into the estate executor. So the key data that we collect in the estate organizer is the testator's personal information, much of which you would as the advisor have, but there's niggly little details in there like where were they born? Are they mm-hmm. paying support to a child or a spouse? Things like that that are very important for the executor to know right off the bat. We also have a contact system where we can gather information on all of the people involved in the estate. And that would include emergency contacts, executors, beneficiaries, trustees, all the professional advisors, and even service providers. Because guess what? If you get hit by a bus, your lawn person, your, um, your cleaning lady, all of those people, neighbors, physicians, et cetera, all have to be notified. And it's really up to the client and the advisor to determine how extensive a list they want to build. The next feature is a document locator, which lists all the person's important legal documents and where the originals can be found. Copies don't, don't matter. When it comes to settling an estate, the originals are required. So we- uh, I bet you're, wait, you're wishing for the day where we have like digital blockchain enabled wills, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, we looked into data storage and we're not in that business and we, we're not going to get into it because there's other established providers that do that. But at the end of the day, you have to have the original will, you have to have yep. the original shareholders agreement, et cetera. The last function, and this is my pride and joy as a very nerdy CFA, is the inventory feature. And that's where we collect information on 43 different assets and debts. And we collect detailed information, how much the client wants to input and the advisor is really up to them. But everybody's estate is different. What you own, what I owe are completely different. You may have a wonderful wine collection, 
I have a cottage and a boat. All of those things beyond the financial assets have to be dealt with. The house, the condo in Florida, the vehicles, et cetera. So our list is extremely comprehensive. So when we look at those key features, the details on the client, their contacts, their documents, and what they own, what they owe, and where it can be found, all of that information at the flip of a switch goes into the executor toolkit, which contains a library of information to tell the executor how to proceed with basic things like reading the will, dealing with beneficiaries. Plus, for every one of those assets and debts, there's specific information on how they have to be dealt with, to-do lists to guide their activities, and forms and letters to make the administration of those assets much easier. So for example, if you're dealing with a principal residence, it's one of the worst assets to deal with because there's a lot of stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. But in the forms and letters, we have, for example, a letter to the property insurance company that says, you know, I want the policy stopped or I want the policy changed to the name of the surviving spouse who's staying in the house. Or gosh, mom and dad didn't have that house insured anywhere near to its current value. They mm -hmm. live in Toronto. So everything that we have is super, super comprehensive. We don't provide legal advice. We don't do tax planning, but we equip the executor to show up at the estate lawyer who's doing the application for probate or the estate accountant fully prepared. And that reduces the fees considerably. So how does the executor get access? Is this, the, you know, they provide a death certificate? How does that work? That's a very good question, and it's an important question because we take huge precautions about the security of our data and also on the transition of data. So if your client, for example, passed away, whether they were on concierge mode or do-it-yourself advisor mode, either you or the client would notify us. There's a form in the binder that we provide to clients after the organization is complete. It's a legal document called transition of data consent form. Mm -hmm. And right on that form, your client will say, Jason is my executor and I authorize him to receive my data. So we need that form confirmed. And we also need a notarized copy of the will. We don't need a probated copy. We need a notarized copy. We want a notarized copy of the mm -hmm. executive's ID so we can see they're named in the will and they are who they say they are. And last but not least, a death certificate. So mm -hmm. we're pretty rigorous in that regard. It yeah, sounds it's a lot of personal information that you're releasing, right? The last thing you want to right. do is let that all out with the without the right. I mean, unfortunately, again, I'll go back to blockchain. <laughs> It'd be nice if you know this was triggered when someone you know provide the, failed to provide proof of life, and that's the end of it. One day, a man can dream. So, in general, you know, you put this forth. How long have you been at this now? Well, I started working on this just over five years ago, and uh, to be honest, it took quite a while to get it right. The executor toolkit is there's a lot of information and to get the user interface in a form that can be used easily by clients and advisors, because I, I should say that once the client's data is set up, they get access to the app themselves. So either you mm -hmm. or they can go in and update things. So we've we've been providing it in the marketplace for 
since about June of 2017. We've got lots of advisors set up, probably have about 650 estates on it at this point. Mm -hmm. And the clients are thrilled, the advisors are thrilled with the spin-off benefits for their practice. And we're moving forward, I'm happy to say, at a very good pace at this point. Excellent. So What's the pricing on this for both for both models, if you don't mind asking? Well, that's a good question. It depends on the, the model. So all the advisors pay a basic license fee of $99 a month. And mm -hmm. that gives them access to the most updated version of the software. And they can, if they wish, invite their clients to see their own file, no one else's file. The advisor, if they're using do-it-yourself, they buy bundles of estates. So they buy empty estate files starting at um, $300 per estate. And there's volume discounts. I've got guys that are putting on 65, 150 estates. So we have appeal to that. And then they can charge the client however they like to be reimbursed for the value of their time if they're doing if they're using the do-it-yourself method the concierge method starts at $1,999 per client estate and we do give a discount for couples and that includes a minimum of three hours of trust officer time to gather the data the my estate binder which the do-it-yourself advisor can also get and that's outlined on our website access to the application and eventually under concierge if their executor wants to use the estate executor toolkit that's included as well so the okay. concierge service is more of a full meal deal so all said and done i sign up with you i basically invite my client onto this or whether concierge or direct end of the day they have everything they need in terms of information that an executive would require uploaded to a digital system updated as necessary god forbid the day happens where well god forbid when it actually happens that they pass away the information is provided by the uh, proof of death is provided by the executor unlocks this treasure trove of information and guides on how to execute the will on their own and what becomes the world's biggest headache suddenly becomes a lot easier. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And one thing I should also mention, Jason, is that the concierge clients pay an annual fee for data storage and update. That fee is picked up by a do-it-yourself advisor. Mm -hmm. So if the client decided they didn't want to continue with it for whatever reason, we can print off their reports or we can provide them with a digital copy of all the data that we've completed. And we will archive those files for a period of time and then delete them from our system. Or if the client wants, we delete them immediately. There is some ability if they decide for whatever reason they don't want to continue paying that they can have their data. Okay, fair enough. So thus far, what was the reception early on and how has that kind of evolved over time? Well, you know, the reception early on has was really good. You know, advisors are really challenged these days in how to differentiate themselves, how to add that extra value. And let's face it, you and I have been in the business a long time. What you really strive to deliver to your clients is trust, trust in yourself and your knowledge, but also um, the peace of mind that they get with you really sets you apart from everyone else. So what we're seeing with advisors who are using the tool actively is that they are cementing relationships with clients 
if you're sitting down in a room with Bob and Marge, chances are pretty good that Bob's going to put up his hand and say, this is great, Jason. Marge and I want to do this, but I'm executor of Uncle Fred's estate. He's 84. I've got no idea what he wants. Would you be willing to do this for him? Or our son Paul is 54 years old, and we know he doesn't even have a will, and so on and so forth. So the spinoff benefits to friends and family members are excellent for the advisor. And because you become keeper of the client's list, often what's going to happen is the client may not give you all of their information at once. Maybe they've you know, they've eliminated a few accounts here and there for their own privacy purposes. But I'm telling you, once you have that list and once a year or so you say, hey, Bob, do you need to update everything? He's eventually going to tell you, you know what? I have an account at Wood Gundy. It's an RSP. It's got half a million bucks in it. You need to add it to the list. So that helps you deliver a more customized fit in terms of the advice you provide. And the other thing that happens, and we, you and I are experienced enough over many years to know that when clients get to be in their late 60s, 70 plus, they start looking at that list and they say, why do I have all these accounts? I want to consolidate things. And you've built that trust. So chances are, They're going to consolidate their assets with you. And if you're providing insurance services, the data in the toolkit opens up all kinds of analysis on terminal tax at death, providing maybe for a disabled child that you didn't know exists, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a a very, very holistic tool. And unlike financial planning software you know the numbers it's it's not about the numbers as much and a point in time as it it's about the entire process enveloping the assets the debts the people involved and it can lead to all kinds of great opportunities for you to provide service excellent so what have been the biggest challenges you've encountered in building this company that's a good question i would say that the biggest challenge that I've, I've dealt with has find, been finding software developers who really know what they're doing and can execute and deliver. And I see you chuckling. because I, I laugh because it's funny. One of, my, uh, one of my friends who's also a developer working on one of my side uh, startups, he'll tell you the same thing. He's like, yeah, there's plenty of developers out there. Unfortunately, most of them aren't very good. And trying to find the right ones is not an easy task. It really is like finding a needle in a haystack. And and it's been intensely frustrating for me because like you, I came from a very buttoned down world. We were managing a lot of money and every I was dotted and every T was crossed. And And you were there nine to five and, you know, and you wore a suit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't nine to five, that for sure is No, at least nine to five. What I'm talking about, those are the hours where you can't leave. The, other, the rest of them are a little bit flexible, whether or not you show up at six or leave at eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the other challenge that I've had is that I find there's a lot of advisors who say they want to use Quick Estate and they bought licenses for from me and they're just not getting on with it. Yeah. Why, you know, they say, no, no, I love the software. I'm, I'm going to do it next quarter, next quarter. So that's why we created the concierge service. And it's um, the compensation on it is much like selling an insurance contract. So it resonates with a lot of those guys. 
So I know I'm drinking my own whiskey here, Jason, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everybody that has a net worth of over a million dollars or more should be doing this just based on the number of assets and debts. So, um, well, I mean, if just to consider what it would cost to have that estate professionally handled. And now we're talking, you know, a million bucks. It's not unreasonable that a professional executive would charge at least $50,000 for that. At right. Least. At yeah. least, at least, right? Plus money coming out of a trust, right? You're probably getting up closer to 70 some odd as a bare minimum. So you look at that and say to yourself, okay, $2,000, some time to get organized, a little bit, you know, once a year check in to, to get this fixed. And, you know, potentially if I don't have a super complicated estate, my kids actually can handle it and save that money. That That's not a small sum. I mean, you know, especially you're saying a million dollars. Well, a million dollars in today's world is having a house paid for and... <laughs> You know, a little bit on the side, depending on where you live. So yeah, it's uh, it's not a small thing. So two questions I've, I used to just ask one question to wrap things up. I'm going to ask two from going forward. If you could make one wish and change one thing about what you're dealing with, what would it be? Whether it be the industry, your own company, the product, you name it. My wish is that more executors see the light and start providing this to their clients because the clients will be eternally grateful and it'll make a massive difference to the advisor's bottom line. That's my number one wish. Excellent. Just do it. Okay. So last, the last question I always ask to wrap up is what excites you the most about what you're working on, what you're building, what you see developing, the industry in general? What is it that gets you up out of bed every morning to work on this thing? When I retired from Phillips Hager North, I was in a position, luckily, where I, don't, I didn't have to work again. The reason I did this, Jason, is Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait this straight. You didn't have to work again, so you decided to enter into a software company and jeopardize that retirement? <laughs> well, you know what? I have been wanting to provide a better way for a state organization and settlement for about 30 years since I was a young woman working for Royal Trust, and I thought, this is ridiculous. People need the help. And I hate seeing families torn apart. So I have a very altruistic passion for this. And uh, I'm in a fortunate position where I've been able to build out absolute best in class tool on both the organization and the estate settlement level. And um, I'm thrilled with it. Every morning I get up and I get more advisors and clients using it. And the feedback continues to be excellent. And as you know, that's a great reason for getting up in the morning. Absolutely. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking the time today. Hopefully, uh, many people will look into what it is you're doing and start implementing that. Because frankly, uh, I like to joke that estate lawyers have the best stories. They're semi-funny, semi-tragic in a lot of ways, because they unfortunately see people at their worst when they're when they're fighting over what can be small or large sums of money, but they get kind of crazy. And this would unfortunately provide fewer stories, but a lot more happy endings. So hopefully this continues to, to flourish. So thank you yet again for your time. Thanks again, Jason. Make it a great day. Bye. Bye. So that was my interview with Melissa Best. Estates can be a messy situation at the best of times, and I highly encourage everyone to take a look at what she's built and how it can enable people's lives to deal with a very stressful time in their lives. So with that, thank you yet again for joining me on Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com.
You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at fintechimpact.co.